Welcome to the BJJ Counselor Podcast. I'm your host, Bakaria Kill. Will Gordon Ryan retire? That is what I want to talk about today. Now, I want to talk about this topic because I was listening to the Grappling Discourse, and that's run by Matt Scaff. He's a black belt, 10th planet black belt out of Decatur, Alabama. And he's a really interesting podcast. But he was talking about Gordon Ryan and his legacy, and he was hoping that he wouldn't go the way of, let's say, BJ Penn in his last few fights, or like most fighters when they fight too long. And what I started to think about is what's going to happen with Gordon Ryan in terms of this fight that he's going to have with Felipe Pena, and then also his legacy and where he wants to go. So I wanted to talk about a lot of those things as it relates to him. The first thing that I want to state is what's going to happen after the Felipe Pena fight. Now, Felipe Pena is, is one of the few people to beat him in a grappling match that's you know counted as far as his, his record is concerned. And right now, they're two in one with Felipe Pena having two wins over him and Gordon Ryan has one. He wants to make this two and two, and if he wins this one, he wants to have another one where they can go, where he can go three and two. And so he wants to have domination over him. That means that his ego is involved in this, of course, and our ego is always involved in grappling. But the reason I'm mentioning this is because right now he's on this winning streak that's been continued for a long time. And I think he wants to continue that. And I believe that if he does beat Felipe Pena, he has the unique opportunity to retire or to take himself away from this competitive atmosphere that he's in right now in order to cement his legacy. I think one of the things that Matt Scaff was saying is that, you know, Japan, of course, was before his time. And now he sees his record and he can't believe that he was one of the greatest grapplers or one of the greatest uh, let's say, MMA fighters that, you know, may have ever existed. However, I did know of Big J Penn during my era when I used to watch the UFC in the 90s, in the early 2000s, etc. And I did see BJJ Penn, BJ Penn's dominance. You know, he made black belt. I think he made it to black belt in three years. He won worlds in the BJJ competition in the Gi, etc. And he was a dominant fighter. However, with all fighters, sometimes they they go too far in terms of their fight. Uh, as, a, as a fighter, continue to fight over and over again. So, you know, I talked about Fedor Emelianenko last week and how he continued to fight even after he was past, quote-unquote, his prime in terms of being able to win fights. And... You see this in boxing where fighters, and for me, I think the magic point for boxers is at about 30 fights. When a boxer has gone that long and he's undefeated, then that's when he's probably going to start losing a fight. I've seen that in so many fighters, and that's my the only thing I've developed over the years. MMA, MMA and grappling is a little bit different. You know, People expect a lot of wins and losses. However, with Gordon Ryan, I think that it would be absolutely awesome if he considered, if he did get this win against Felipe Pena, and then if he were to win the next one, 
to go ahead. Now, I think it would be a safe bet for him to just go ahead and stop after this point, but he wants to you know, grind home a point. And I think that this is uh, where it's dangerous because we're starting to see a lot of people catch up to Gordon Ryan and his abilities. And I'll talk about why I think that's happening a little bit later on, but that's a dangerous uh, area for him to be in and to try to continue that same dominance in the fashion that he is. And with the amount of money that's involved as far as he, he makes and he needs for his living, his lifestyle. So the, the next question for me is, Will he go into MMA or will he go into the gi? There have been some reports recently that he is considering gi fighting. I've heard this before, and I don't know how, uh, you know, how much we can rely on this statement. However, I can see that he may have the drive to want to master something else. And he's had that, that goal before, especially when he wanted to go into MMA. And, you know, he was telling us he wanted to do it. And I think there's there's this mistaken... Uh, thing that a lot of people do that they believe that they're successful in one area and they, they think that that's going to carry over into the next area. I think Mike uh, Mushimi, I, I, you know, I don't know if I'm saying his last name correctly. You know, he's also talking about going into MMA as well, but he's also aware that it's totally different to striking. You know, anything can happen. That variability that you see in uh, MMA is uh, dangerous you know grappling of course you can break bones etc but in mma you know you can get knocked out put in the hospital for weeks etc from blows you know uh hard strikes and so that's something that he has to be aware of now that call to, to master a new expertise to become dominant in a new era uh, area i think that it calls him, but at the same time, in the past, we've seen that he's been talked out of doing that where people say to him, have said to him, hey, listen, you're dominant in grappling. You're making more money in grappling. And he said this himself. Why go into something where it's very high risk and it can be a very low reward? And the from looking at everyone else who's in that category, the reigns don't last too long unless you're just uh, you know, a, a phenom. And I don't know if that would be a carryover into that sport, especially if you haven't been doing it for a long time. And I'm talking about striking. Now, should he retire? That's a, a another question that I think is something that should be explored. And, you know, I know that he deals with a lot of issues, especially health issues. And we can all see how hard he works and the things that he has to do to juggle and that he's very strong as far as is mentally, that he's able to uh, take all of the adversity that he has and to actually use it to propel him forward. But you also have to ask yourself, how long will he be able to do this? You know, he's suffering from serious issues, and I know he's getting better. However, at the same time, as he gets older, and I know he believes that he's going to be dominant, you know, into his 30s, you know, maybe even up to getting close to, to 40. However, we've seen the competitive nature of grappling and we see how quickly the turnover is starting to become and who's becoming great and who's going to start to dominate. And I don't know how long he will be able to carry forward with what he's doing now. Should he retire? That's, that's up to him. You know, I wouldn't tell any man what to do as far as his own future and path is concerned. But 
One of the things that I think that he may have to watch out for is being a victim of his own success. So what do I mean by that? A victim of his own success, meaning that they give out so much information. They tell you, I mean, they're making DVD, well, yeah, they'll send out DVDs if you want to, but streaming product after streaming product with BJJ Fanatics, et cetera, where they're telling you everything that they're doing and they're breaking it down into detail. And I, you know, one of the things that I, that, you know, I've heard them express before is it really doesn't matter. They can give out all the information they want, but no one will work as hard as they do. No one has the mental capacity that Gordon Ryan has. Uh, you know, you've heard Donna Hare say many times before that he's never seen anyone like um, Gordon Ryan in terms of being able to tell him something and he remembers it, you know, in detail. And the next time you see him, he's mastered it and he's retained that information. However, at the same time, that is something that you can possess in spades. However, there are other people out there that are like that as well. And these people are coming up through the ranks. And we've started to see, and they've said they've seen how people have been successful using their systems, you know, whether they admit it or not. And so these people are using their systems in order to become great. You've seen how quickly that people who've entered, you know, the new wave jujitsu have been able to come in, you know, and they're, you know, they're elite athletes or elite black belts, but they would be considered average elite black belts from their wins and loss records. But then they've totally revamped themselves as members of new wave jujitsu with John Donahair and the team. And also you can see how the B team how quickly those guys were able to start reinvigorating their careers and then having Nicky Rod, uh, you know, lose to Gordon Ryan in, uh, you know, in ADCC, but then turn around in the next time they competed, you know, he did really well against them and, and literally broke his ankle or snapped his ankle, however you want to, to term it. These guys are coming up quickly and they are using information and by giving out all that information and thinking they're not going to use it, I think that's a, a mistake because they are going to use it and they are learning and they're learning how to beat him, even if they don't use it in the sense of trying to uh, learn his system to use it, but learning how to defeat him. And I think that's something that they may end up being a victim of their own success. They're making a lot of money. They're, uh, you know, people are considering them gurus. However, at the same time, they're also learning and they're going to, going to be competing against him. The longer he competes, the more he's going to see people using his own system against them. It's just like when you're teaching students at your own academy and you're teaching them everything you know. Guess what? Eventually, those people are subbing you. And for his his thing, is he, you know, he may not get subbed all of the time eventually in the future, but it only takes one to destroy that winning record and then... You know, after a while, it could be every so often you're getting defeated where you lose that mystique and people start to say, hey, we're going to, uh, you know, he's not who we think he is. We can destroy him. And that itself, if you lose that mystique, people don't think that, you know, uh, they can they they're going to lose you. They're going to tr they're going to try harder. They think they can beat you. And he's going to have to face those issues. But does that mean that he needs to, to quit grappling? 
you know, I think it's at a point now we've seen Gordon Ryan's lifestyle. He has multi-million dollar home. You know, he has seven cars. You know, he has a, a, a lifestyle that's dependent really on, on grappling, you know, and the thing about it is will that force him to continue grappling and, and wrestling, you know, past the ideal time that he would like to do so? You know, because a lot of fighters, what we see with them is that they continue not because they have to or they want to, but because of their lifestyle that requires it or they, they, they love that excitement. They love that, you know, uh, that feeling of all those people rooting for them and, and looking up to them, etc. Will that spell an end to his reign? I don't know. All right, guys, thanks for listening as always. I want to give a shout out to all the people listening all over the world, for the people who has been supporting and listening to this podcast. Also, don't forget to check out my books on Amazon, uh, Grappling 101, Psychology of BJJ, and other books, wherever books are sold. And then also you can check out my grappling on Mouthguard Comic on Instagram and YouTube. All right, guys, take care. Peace. Peace.